welcome to Georgia EMS's Institute of Thingitudes. I am so tired, Tom. <laughs> Are you here? Are you okay? Uh, I, 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 okay is never a thing in my world. Oh, uh, I am uh, knocking your everything down. I, I just oh. just lost me. Yeah. Camera down. So we can see we under the table, down. though. You can see we under the table. Down. We have a camera down. I've got to get the uh, other mount and put it on here because this is all janky. We do things around here. Oh, come on, man. You're killing me. Getting it? All right, I'm gonna just transfer that there. Now, Tom, talk to him because I'm. I think hey. I quit. For, I think I quit for the day. I think I'm done. That's that's that's. Threw the camera on the floor. Couldn't None. figure out how to get Where it remounted. But I got us cool new music. Yes, you did. And I just invited you to my watch party. Mm, the watch party. I'm not sure I like the watch party. I don't either. But you know. Here, let me. Add, I guess you got to accept me first, then I can make you a co-host. Yeah, uh, I'm lost. I don't know where I am. There we go. Invited you to watch a watch party. Yes. So there's a watch party. There's a watch party. I see Andrew. All right. So apparently I'm in. Uh, so yeah, got cool new uh, music today, and then just botched it up all the way across the board there. That's so all right, man. We all understand. Do you though? No. No, I didn't think. I didn't think. No, you did. we understand. We just don't care. <laughs> there. Now we're together. We have got the EMS underground. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, Andrew C. Graves. There, I see you there too. Uh, Andrew's today, the man. Today is a a, a really easy uh, to handle topic. Uh, we all work with, especially in EMS, we all work with a whole bunch of different types of personalities, right? From uh, we have um, uh, the controlling paragods to the, the, the people who just want to be told what to do all the time, the, the lack of initiative, the abrasive, the, the person who thinks everything's a joke. Um, just, you know, all kinds of people. And I was going to do some Q&A with on how you deal with different types of people from working with them, right? You have to work side by side with them as as a partner. Tequila. Uh, working underneath, you know, some, you know, people who have abrasive or or you're just different personality types. You can work as a subordinate, and then as a as a commander, how do you deal with people? And I, I, you know, I've got a few specifics in mind. I'm sure the the chat room will go crazy as a, as it usually does. When we we thank you for that, and. Uh, <clears throat> quite possibly uh, throw out some of their advice and their own personality types. Uh, but first, as, as we're inviting a bunch of different people to come watch the watch party, uh, something special happened this weekend, Tom, in the, the AJC. Yeah. Hey, we were in there. <laughs> we, you were really in there. Yeah, I got really in there a in little there. bit. Yeah, I like my new titles as executive, see, see, though. Yeah. I've never... Like, well, <laughs> I, I've other than here, I've never been an executive, but 
it, and it's so easy to jump on things. Um, and I'm learning, you know, as you go through life, right, you learn and, uh, from different experiences and this and that and the other. And um, I, oh, man, I've, I think I've learned more and more and more through life to be more forgiving and to be more patient and to try to be more understanding because uh, we've spent lots of time with Emil, Emil, and yeah. uh, she is a fantastic person, and she is is making notes and asking good questions and and writing good articles. And it, it's so quick, you know, as, she, as you hand do notes, it's not like she recorded the whole thing and then spent hours going back over it for exact titles. She made notes, and it's a little thing. Now, it's an important right. thing for you to correct, but it's a little thing. Yeah. Um, that that uh well i talked to her about it and she was like you know it just you know in their terms of an exact you know it's like it means like you know different things to different people exactly you know there's different levels of being an executive and i was just like okay well it was your article you know when i think of an executive i think of a ceo or coo or some vice president or something i was never a vice president i was for a very short time, a manager of their education department, and I was there for a very brief time, and I had issues with scheduling, taking care of my children. I was just divorced at the time. I had three children I had to take care of by myself, you know, um, yeah. and I had to try to balance that, and I had to do what was right for my children. And then they, I left there, and they didn't want me to leave, and then they got me to come on as a seat. A CTO, a chief training Training officer. officer, Sure, yeah. And I did that for a little while, and which was fine until they they um, were like, because the scheduling, we were able to work that out, and I worked that out with human resources, I worked that out with the hiring and everybody, and then went. But when I got to the position and started working. Then they came down and said, "Oh, you can't work this schedule. We need you to work this." I was like, "Well, it's not what I agreed to." You know, that was right. the pre-employment agreement. We agreed to this. And they're like, well, we're changing the agreement. I was like, well, I can't do it. So I walked away after about a month of working there. Um, they actually gave me three weeks of, of leave immediately wow, to wow. try to work it out. I was like, look, here, we really want you to stay. But then what ended up happening is we compromised. I left and came on as a contractor. So uh, they made me an independent contractor, and I worked through and got them through. And then even after accreditation, I stayed on and helped them teach with their paramedic program Um, and taught in their paramedic program for a little while, and they wanted me to come on as an instructor full-time. And I was like, I can't do it. I mean, my children have to be on the bus at a certain time. They get home at a certain time. I've got girls. My girls have band responsibilities they have extracurriculurs yeah how'd that work out for them and i'm like i could you know and i was doing it as a contractor and i'd help here and there you know yeah but i couldn't be on a regular schedule with them that far away from home because man it was three hours charles in the on the road a day just driving you know yeah no i mean you have to make your your parties so um um, i couldn't do it but i stayed on i did not abandon them i stayed on until they got somebody in the position and 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 then once they got somebody in the position then i'm uh but i mean to my point of of, of, is human right 
uh, at some point, if you run for office, somebody can nitpick that. It's like, oh, Tom Campaign claimed to be an executive at Grady, and he never did. We can't trust him to save our children. Oh, my That's God. That's ad yeah. bought, bought and paid for by not Tom Campaign. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's I saw some comments like, oh, you know, not that you you came out and said, oh, yeah, just to be clear, this is this and that, and that and you're right. To me, chief training officer is an executive role, but in a mm-hmm. business organization, it might not be. In, it's in it's not going to be title executive, right? No. You know, um, uh, it's an important position there. They need those people in that position, but yeah, you know, it's you know, I don't consider that an executive position. Yeah. But I mean, I, I noticed a quick typo. Uh, at one point, she wrote "jump bang" instead of "jump back," and immediately. And this is this is this kind of leads into that those personality types, right? You always you've worked with people; they just nitpick everything. Uh-oh. Is that and what that post was about? Yes, immediately somebody had come, was like, "Oh, and he jumped, he grabbed his jump bang." Da, 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 da. Oh, what great reporting! Like seriously, this is like a thousand word article. There's more than, you know, I'm sorry there's there's more than three pictures and, and four paragraphs for you to get through. But you're going to nitpick that? Yeah. Yeah, how about the fact that it's an Atlanta Council City, or, um, Atlanta City Councilman, who's also a nice union, who has a jump bag in his truck, and you're going to nitpick uh, that, and, and yeah. I mean, oh, my God, dude. I'm just, uh, I'm over it, man. I'm over but it. But they are I'm really... You know, you know, there's some some real good questions about things, and I've always felt this way that there isn't like an inverse triangle. Like there's, you know, there's so many people in EMS that are not making good salaries, but then you got people at the top who are bringing home hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And if you go through some of the hierarchy, hierarchy, you you know, and you take, I mean, if you took a hundred thousand dollars from somebody. Right? Mm-hmm. Come on. I mean, like $450,000, that's a huge salary. I wouldn't complain about 350000 but you take $100,000. How many people could you give a $3,000 a year raise to? $3,000 a year would help a lot of people. I'll do I'm the sure. math on it real quick. Let's see. Uh, I'm way too tired to try to do it in my head, so everybody's like, you should just be able to do that. And yeah, no. Yeah, whatever. I'm good. Uh, three thousand, thirty-three, basically thirty-three people. Thirty-three people. We'll so get a three thousand dollars a year that's raise. One, how many people do you think in that organization? I know that he's not the only one making that much money. There's probably people in that executive office, all of them making that. You, if you take shave a little bit off here and there, you could give a lot of people if, a decent raise. I, I can speak from from true experience on this. I, I grew up in the '80s in a church. Uh, deep inside the church, and so I got to watch the uh, uh, the TV evangelist scandals and and everything. And if Grady, instead of being a government funded church that was trying to go out and make for profit companies, yeah, instantly sure. the entirety of the world would come against them and go, "Wait, why are you making three hundred thousand dollars? Why, why when when you're." Your Sunday school teacher can't pay her rent. Yeah, you know why? You got homeless people in your yeah. Oh, uh, you're you're a church. You're supposed to do everything for free. Why are you going out and and buying? I mean, a church theoretically could buy a car company, right? Or a car repair company, and like, oh, it's it's under the auspices of helping doing this charity. Either we're going to fix cars and give them away. We're also going to charge people to bring their cars in and make money off of that. I'm just saying, it's perspective, and and for somebody. 
I wanted to nitpick the little things in an article instead of read it. You're you're closed minded fool in my right. mind. Um and that, and that and some other experiences I've had kind of made me go, Tom's been I've been around, but I haven't supervised as much as you have. I haven't had to sit there and deal with uh well, one personality type that comes to mind is is would fall probably into the paramedic category. Uh of somebody who really does a good job, really does their job well, but they're so needy. It's like they, they bring they bring thirty percent of your calls in and you know they're always gonna show up for their shift and but when they show up for their shift, man, man, can I? Re- I really, I need that really the new life pack. I just, I need the new life pack that really everything works on it every time. I'm gonna go get it off of this truck, and just little things that just wear on your brain. You know, the the maybe they turn their paperwork in slightly late, or there's always a little thing that's not a major thing, but something you're always correcting them on. Of hey, where's your name tag today? You know, how do you deal with that person? The person that brings a lot to the table, but. They bring twenty percent of great stuff to the table, but they take up eighty percent of your attention. Right? How do you do that? How do you handle that? Well, it's a difficult situation because if you don't attend to it, then the people who are doing eighty percent good and only twenty percent bad will see it, and their their uh, performance will start declining. Well, I, I mean, I put them. I'll put them in eighty percent good, but they take. I can't get up good numbers, but they take more of your attention than anybody else. Um, Well, I mean, if you can remember, compare me to James Cox when we both worked underneath you. Right. You know, we're both good medics, but we're vastly different personality types. You know, maybe maybe I took more of your attention because I was a loudmouth and and tend to kind of kick bees nests a little bit. That didn't affect my job. I mean, you knew right. I was going to show up. You knew my medicine was going to be on point. And I was never going to do anything unethical in the field. But, you know, James was more understanding of the big picture. Maybe I wasn't. You know, but I would take up more of your energy. I say that because I was locked horns with James quite often, too. <laughs> I miss Shirley then. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody uh. drastically different. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. Because when they, the, you, you, my thing is, is like, look. I'm trying to get some coaching on this because I've, I've been there as a medic. I, I, I've told stories about I dump EMTs back at the station. I, I get to the point where I am dealing with this many people, and we have people better than you, stronger than you, that aren't taking up nearly as much of my time. I call them a diva. You're a little bit of a diva. You need more of my attention. I don't want to give it to you. Do you just bluntly say, shut up and do your job? Or do you kind of caress them and, and try to – because it – I mean, what happens if you tell them to shut up and do their job? Does their job decline? You can. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's an interesting situation. I mean, besides the fact that certain personalities don't don't mesh, um, how do you get along with a partner on any level who they just want to be told everything to do, or maybe they just want to drive all the time? You got to set boundaries, and you got to enforce those boundaries. You know, and you can't let them, because that's manipulation is what you're talking about, is people manipulating you. Um, You know, yeah, Donald said, leave Miss Shirley alone. You better. She was a good example. That's what I was trying to say. I tried to be the bad example in the story. I needed somebody who would outshine me. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you've got to, you, you have to set some boundaries and make sure people know, hey, you know, I'm not, 
I'm not riding in the back all the time. You're going to have to get back here sometimes. You know, it's like that EMT that says, oh, are you having chest pain? Well, that's when, you know, you need to have a conversation yeah. with them. Like, you yeah. need to stop that, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, what ends up happening is that's fine. You want to you drive on every call? You know what? Oops, I spilt that dang urine. I spent, spilt that urine on the back. You know what? I got to do paperwork and you got to clean it up. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't even... I didn't even think about that. Just little, little things. You know, it's a give take, yin and yang thing. You know. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you guys got to sit down and have the hard conversations. So many times, people don't want to have the hard conversations, and the hard conversations sometimes. I hate hard conversations. And, and and I don't like it either. But there's a time and a place, and there's a way you can nudge people too. Like I know when people do things that they mess things up. Well, then I put other things in place to account for it yeah. you know it may be you know some paperwork or change in responsibilities or something and it will um all you know until they get the they get the point uh what are some personalities that you've struggled with or have you gotten complaints the, on your personality um you know sometimes i've gotten it because i'm a hard charger sometimes and i guess i expect too much I do too much. Do you? I over I overwork. Well, you definitely overwork. You know, so and you get frustrated. Now, okay, okay. So uh, I start to say, do you really char- expect too much? Because I guess the answer is yes, but uh, uh, but it's also no. You know, at, at some point, this goes to uh, any partnership, right? On the truck is I don't care about your education level. You can be a brand new out of school. EMT, or you can be a well-seasoned paramedic. We ride on the truck where we there's something above your skills that makes us partners. You know that, and I expect if I'm going to do my best to get out of the bed at night, and this is on a 24-hour shift, but to get out of the bed, put my boots on, and get to that truck, I expect you to do the same thing. Not come dragging out a minute, minute and a half after I do. Right. You know, um, not not, and I've had this issue where I, I didn't know. What the, so for every given day, it's the bully syndrome. You know, the bully at the school or wherever it is is the loudmouth that they push people around. But then they're they're the ones who are the most scared. They're the damaged. They go home and have the abusive parents. You know, those kind of things. That's a scientific, right. more or less generic rundown. Well, that's me too. As much as I'm a loudmouth, as much as I will push and say, this is how things are going to get done. At the same time, I don't know necessarily how to get in somebody's face because I, I like to be liked i want to know right. and I, I i'll be honest with you man the more dragon cons i do the more that gets burned out of me and i just came back from dragon con and now i'm really like I, i'm too tired to waste time being i mean nice is one thing tactful is one thing i can be tactful but just to go oh sure yeah you can do a specific paramedic that we both he would beat me out to the bay so he could smoke a cigarette before we went and i'd be in the truck ready to go and answered the radio and going we're in route and i'm sitting here going come on get man the get in the truck get in the truck man and i never confronted him on it and it's one of the things i should be like no i'm gonna put it in drive and, and leave you and you do learn from experiences and that experience drove me later to when i'd get new emt i was too hard on him right and and i was like you why well, i'd always tell him you'll never beat me to the truck and actually as in my entire career that was true nobody ever beat me to the truck uh, I wish I could say that because my first place I went when those times dropped, I went to the bathroom. 
I swear. That's what I did. I emptied my bladder. Interesting. Uh, I probably maybe should have sometimes, but no, it was I slept in my uniform uh, because we're on a busy truck, and I'm slow at night. I'm slow when I'm tired, period. So I literally would sleep in my uniform and jumped it into the bed where my boots were, put my feet in them, zip them. I had to zip her boots so they get faster. And then I'm 30, 30, 45 seconds, radio, and I'm in the truck. And my partner's coming behind. So I put undue pressure on him going, you won't beat me to it. And, you know, um, and I was just unforgiving of certain things, which maybe I should have been more. Because everybody's different, right? Every human is different. But it goes back to the guy smoking a cigarette. Like, seriously, dude? I mean, I understand the realities of life are we get called 911. And then more than likely at 3 in the morning, it's not going to be nearly as drastic as they're making it sound. But what if it is? You know? And, yeah. Another 45 seconds to a minute of you smoking, is is it really going to change somebody's life? I don't know. But it's unprofessional, and you're driving me crazy. You know, it, it's, 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 oh, Lord, people. Yeah. People, man. And I'm sure people have said that on me. Let me, let me throw this to you, because I think this plays into dealing with other personality types. How do you get past, I think as a human connection, we, we all have different levels of needing to be liked. And wanting to be, I love just working with people I'm happy to work with. And I've disappointed you. I've upset you at times. I've had to no. be in your office where you've talked to me. Um, no. I didn't say I cared. I said, no, I do care. Uh, and, yeah, there, there's times when it's like, yeah, and, and sorry, only cut it to a certain point. Um, but, but The thing is, when you confront somebody like that, so many times I think managers, supervisors, training officers, stuff, the only way they know how to discipline somebody is the way they were disciplined. And where where are you disciplined the most? Home? At home. Yeah. Mommy and daddy. And sure. how do they do it? Oh, yeah. No, mine were, yeah. You better do that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, I told you. You did this. Blah, 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 blah. But what does that do? One, it's fear, okay? Now, it's one thing to fear your parents, okay? They feed you. They shelter you. You have nowhere else to go. When you're a kid, what are you going to do, walk out the door? Well, you know what? They're going to come get you. The police are going to get you. They're going to bring you right back, and you got to live with that, right? Yeah. The thing is, as an employer or supervisor, manager, whatever, that person doesn't have to stay. If you yell at them, you scream at them, or you try to use fear or intimidation, that person that you need to do the job can leave. Yeah. And go somewhere else where they're not going to have that fear and intimidation. You can't lead by fear. You know? Yeah. Um, that That's that's a... Yeah, no, that's absolutely a tough one. I, I've, I've tried that with my kids, like retooling back. And I've told Oakland, my oldest, I'm like, man... I, I am too hard on you. At the same time, I'm not. But there's times when I, mean, I hate when I hear the phrase coming out of my mouth, what's wrong with you? And yeah. it's usually when I've gotten to the frustrated point in my brain that I don't know how to connect. And, and then that, that's just a wrong message to send no matter what. Um, you know, there's just people I would just refuse to work with them on the truck. Right. You know, because I'm like, why, why don't you want to work? Because they're an asshole. And I'm an asshole. And those two things don't mix. I don't want to be on the truck with them. Um, there's certain types of people I respond better to. Uh, when I started working at Newton, there's three captains. There was Charles Phillips, there was you, and there's Rob uh, Andrews. And 
I liked Rob Andrews the best because it was just he made me feel happy. You know, I don't know if he was the best captain for me, right? Because I, I'm a strong personality type and this and that. And I, you know, everybody likes to think they know what they're doing and, and everything's good. Um, and I think that's why I liked him. He was an educator by right. nature. He was like, it was super fun. And I remember you and I butting heads because you actually were probably what I needed more of. Just that, no, I'm not going to put up with the crap, but you need to see that I am trying to get rid of the little crappy parts that are on the good parts of what you do and who you are. Uh, Charles Phillips was just kind of older. He had that more gruff military style about him that I just don't connect with. And he wasn't a good captain for me because of that. But, um, you know, those are the three different types of people, or three different, at that point, three different types. And, and you and I did fine. And, you know, coming back around. But let me ask you this. You know, when you first came back around, I started doing video and this and that and the other, and I started working here. I mean, there was a lot stressing you out. And there was a lot going on. Going back to you, sometimes you think you, you expect too much. You do overwork yourself. And in that sense, you get to a point of, you know, as I do, we get to that point of we're doing so much, everything's in our heads, and we want help, we need help, and the help's not coming. We have to slow down. Right. I've seen you do it a bunch of times since I've been here, but it's got to be frustrating when you're like, I said, I'm going to make something up. I've said, I need you this week. Yep. But where's your car, Tom? I would watch. I don't, you know. Well, I know yeah. that y'all, I know that people seem like whenever I worked as a, a um, captain, when I've worked here, you know, there's been times where, you know, you say, we need to do this, and it just doesn't happen. But my take on it is it doesn't do any any good to come up and start screaming at people. you got to yeah. figure out what the problem is. Give them, and you have to be calm, give them either either modify their work environment so that you get what done, what needs to be done. Unfortunately, I mean, let's get to the bottom of what and what it is to, to be a manager or, or a captain or a lieutenant or whatever. All you are is a manipulator. That's it. Getting people to do what Getting you need them to do. Getting people to do what needs to be done. So how do you manipulate that person in a good way, not a bad way, to get done what needs to be done? And some people, sometimes there's that day where you just got to come in and you got to put your foot down and say, this is what it's going to be. Either like yeah. it or leave it. Or... You can come up and say, hey, look, this is what I need done. I need, what are you doing right now? All right, we're going to move this around. Get it done. Look, you got till tomorrow to get it done. If it's not done, then we're going to have to talk. Yeah. And then when you do have the talk, there's no reason to yell or raise your voice. None. Because it's you're not their parent. They either do the job or they don't do the job. Yeah. And it's their decision. Yeah, Andrew C. Graves tries to lead by example. I, I, I added the tries part. He said he leads by example. And I, I get that. I work on that myself. Um, but the thing is, we're always trying to work on ourselves, right? Yeah. So sometimes we lead by bad example without intending to. Sometimes we yeah. make mistakes. That's well, the only way I to like do it is lead that. by example because you can't make something. Yeah. You, you cannot change somebody's personality. It's like being whenever, you know, you marry somebody, you're not going to change your spouse. And if you're going to get married to somebody to try to change them, it's not going to happen. Yeah. That's proven. No. Yeah. But the only way people change is by s making their own mind up and setting a good for them to see. You want that person to want to be 
in that in a different position or want to be in a different place in their life because that's the only time they're going to change or do anything do you never fear uh even coming here to the school part uh i i i think we've got great staff now we've got a lot of great instructors but uh well like when you know i I know there's times you've had to do it when you have to push me into an area i don't want to be in and i'm not trying to be passive aggressive i'm just other things are getting my attention you have to push do you ever feel like that's gonna be a push too far. I'm like, you know what? I just don't give a crap. I'm, I don't care. And then, then, then you have to be a tougher guy, and you might lose everything we built. I mean, what do you think? I, mean, I don't, I don't think that'll happen. But I mean, what do you? Does that go through your head? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I've had times where, like, with individuals here, where um, I've had, you know, just working here, I've had to think, like, I mean, how far do I, you know, how far do I want to push this? You know, I need them to do the job. I need to talk to them, but there is a, there is a limit to what we can, what we can do. Yeah. You know, there, yeah, I yeah. have to put my foot down sometimes and I've done it sometimes, but I don't think I do it in a harsh way where it's like you walk out like, uh, you know, you <laughs> should walk out saying, you know what, you're right. You know, I'm supposed to, to do this. I didn't do it. I'll go get it done. But if you walk in there and you're like, I told you to do this and it hasn't been done. What the hell? You know, get off your butt and get in there and get it done. <laughs> Only thing that's going to happen is, you know what? It's going to be like, you know what? I'll do it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, sh- I'll, I'll get I'll it done. I'll spill the urine in I'll, the back I'll of the truck it. all day long. <laughs> I'll do it half-ass. It won't get done. Yeah. But you have to do it as a partnership, you know? And you yeah. have to make sure that the person that you're dealing with sees the end. You know, Covey tells us, the guy that wrote Seven Stephen Habits, Covey, Stephen yeah. Covey. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to begin with the end in mind, okay? Sometimes I do things and you appear, and, and I've had people tell me, like, why do you let them, you know, walk over you like that? Especially, like, I've had my wife and my daughter say, look, they're taking advantage of you, Dad. And I'm like, no, they're not. They think they may think they are. Sure. But at the end of the day, I'm winning. And that's what I want. I want to win. I want to be successful. And they may not see it right now, but they're going to be successful too because what we're doing is in their best interest as well. And usually that works out. Because everybody, I know that everybody that I've worked with here recently has been successful. They've, you know, you know, so... As a lieutenant or a captain or a chief or something, you have to think about those things. What is it that I need to do to to help motivate them? What do I need to provide for them? What picture do I need them to see that they're going towards? Yeah. So that they want to, so they want to clean the back of the truck. So they want to ride in the back. So they want to get experience. If you're riding with that partner who doesn't want to ride in the back, find out why. Maybe it's because they're scared. Yeah. Maybe it's because just have that talk with them. Like, what, what's your problem? Is your, I mean, is your talk, is, are you is, scared? Is, say you're scared. Yeah. You're scared? Say you're scared. Look, look, it's between us, <laughs> you know? I, and, yeah. if it, and if it's something that you're afraid of your patient assessment, you're afraid of doing it, you know what? Let's work together on it. When we're on scene, why don't you take more of a lead? Because I've seen people where one reason why the partners may not want to ride in the back is because when they're on scene, the medic does everything. 
You know, the yeah. medic's like asking all the questions. Yep, they're yep, doing they're yep. doing all the direction. They're doing all this. And then all of a sudden, when it's time to do the dirty work and the paperwork and stuff, they're like, okay, click, click. I'm driving. You do all the... Yeah. No, if you're going, if you want your partner to tech that mm-hmm. call, let them tech. You know what? Now, you know, it's an EMT level call. Guess what? I may be a paramedic, but you know what? I'm an EMT. That's right. I'll take the basics. Uh, you're in charge. Now, if it gets to an advanced level, we'll transition. But until that point, right now, on this yeah. broken ankle or this, you know, nauseous, per- nauseous person uh-huh. that is 18 years old and has no cardiac history, you know what? We'll, um, you know, you're in charge. This is yours. What do you want me to do? Tell yeah. me. To, and they build confidence. You you have to build their confidence to get them to want to do that. In yes. The back. You have to help them out. Uh,
You and I always come from this supervisor. We kind of default back to the supervisory role because we're used to being in charge of things. We're used to telling people what to do. It's something we're good at. Uh, but how do we use these these techniques as an underling, as you know, a newer EMT? And I don't mean fresh out of school, but uh, yeah, Nicole, if you're scared, say you're scared. I know. Uh, as a as a new person to the company, either be it at the same level or not, as a strong advanced EMT who gets the newer medic, well, the newer medic, I mean, there's a, there's a real big thing to fake it until you make it happens in, in the, the world that we live in, much less the, the field that we work in. And how, do, how does somebody who goes, okay, I'm not over somebody, I have no authority, how do I really kind of guide this medic into where I want them to be? Because that was a situation I was in where I was, a two-year EMT, I'd lived at that same station for a year and a half, lost my partner due to some of his bad decisions at the time, ended up getting just the paramedic of the day riding right. with me. And you know, some of them were lazy, didn't want to do crap. Some of them wanted to drill me like a drill sergeant, like Ronaldo Sanders. <laughs> uh, some of them were, uh, were, were great medics, and fun, but always on. It's like they were doing crack. They were always on something, always had to be – Having fun somewhere, right. stirring, stirring the pot in a mischievous way, not in a negative, negative way. Yeah. Um, you know, how do we as how do I as that EMT guide them going? Now, this is how I like to do the station. But if I tell you that, especially depending on your personality, say, okay, this is my station. This is how I like to do it. You're going to just do it the opposite because you're the medic and you can show me. How do we use these guidelines and this manipulation to help get what we want? Well, sometimes we have to, we may have to change our expectations of people. If you know that the person you're going to work with isn't going to clean the bathroom, well, then you may have to either talk to a supervisor, supervisor sit down with a hard talk and say, you got to clean the bathroom, or you have to clean the bathroom, one of the two, you know. Yeah, uh, Donald C. White says, I'm named dropping the wrong names uh, today. <laughs> uh, no, Ronaldo uh, definitely helped shape me into to who I am um, because well, he cared. I mean, that was the thing. You, and, you know, and I'm not saying that you go run tattle, but, you know, if if you're working with somebody and your life's miserable, that's your, your options. You know, don't let people walk all over you either. And if they've got a problem with it, like, yeah. hey, look, dude, I'm not here to be your mama. When I worked as a flight medic, we used to have pilots, and now these pilots come in, and they were great, but the pilots come in, they're from the military, they're all, most of them been officers, and they're used to working with enlisted, and they're used to being able to tell enlisted men what to do. Well, I'm not, you know, wasn't in the military anymore, yeah. you know? You're not my officer. You're a pilot, you have a job. And they would do things, you know, we'd have station duties that we would have to do. I'm like, you got to get up and help clean, too. And they would drink coffee, and they would eat. They would eat lunch or whatever, and they would leave their dishes in the sink. I'm like, you gotta, you need to get in here and clean your your cups. I'm not cleaning it, and you know, you get to the point where you would leave them there, and you just have to tell them, I'm not going to do it. You know, that's yeah. You know, your job to clean your own dishes. You know, um, so you you don't want to. But you don't want to get in an argument or fight with them either, but you don't get walked on. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, that's and we're going to segue into something else. I actually saw you make another post about here. That's something that I, I, I think one thing talking about the taking care of yourself part aspect of it is, is you have to find a place that feeds that need to be loved or liked so you can go. No, I have that over here. I don't need it here. And that's something that I've I've worked on for a very long time. Still work on. I mean, somebody shared the the quote, and I reshared it as uh, I told you, I'll try to tell you, but he always does the voice of God and uh, the arch of the penguins yeah. and uh, um, yeah, I can't. I'm blanking yeah, on his name yeah. right now, but yeah, you know what I'm talking about Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And there's a great photo of him, and it's a piece of advice he gave, which is I learned. He he said I learned a long time ago, never uh, take criticism from somebody you wouldn't go to advice for. Right. And I was like, yeah, man, I, 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 I have a hard time with that sometimes, and I've worked on it. But at the same time, the young me, one, wanted to be liked, but also was like, can't, you know, we should always be able to help people. Because I needed a hand up many times. And sometimes you don't recognize what help looks like. Right. Like when I worked underneath you, I did not recognize what that help looked like. I just thought you were an ass, and I didn't like you for a minute, <laughs> you know. Uh, well, but at the same know. time, we had fun. It was it yeah. was a weird – and the, there's the fun part that started opening my minds of going, well, no, he's not just being mean, so how do I balance this? And it took a while. Uh, but uh, you posted uh, – I forget what, how it went. But basically, I'm tired of helping people, but I still want to help people. And, you know, there was an incident just the other night I got texted about of, did you tell someone about this? Like, I will, I've learned to be business. I will forge you the email where I put it in writing exactly what I told them. And they obviously didn't handle their business, right. you know, uh, uh, because it, it just burns you out. And you just shared, reshared a meme on your own page about, have you ever helped somebody out or whatever? And then turned around and found out how ungr- ungrateful they were or something like that. That's another thing that, that will burn you out, especially in this field with yeah. patients and with partners. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, I just, I've had several people hit me up about that meme. I just saw it and just reposted it because I was like, you know, I've had people who know me know that, you know, it's been almost a couple of years now, hasn't it? I had some people who yeah. worked for us yeah. who, who I did a lot to help. I helped them, I helped their family out a lot. Yeah. And, um, you know, I helped, uh, you know, some other people who were virtually unemployed, needed help, helped them get on their feet and stuff. And they virtually just stabbed me in the back, you know, yeah. and went on. And, you know, I don't know where it came from. All of you who've been here don't know either. I mean, everybody it was a shock to everybody. But, you know, people are what they are. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's where that. You know, I saw it and I was like, "Dang, I wish I had that two years ago." I'd put it up there. So, <laughs> so I just posted it just to just to post it. But um, you know, people are—you got to accept people for what they are. And whenever you bring people into an organization, you're working with them. You can't expect to try to change them to to be right, what right. you are and stuff. And I'll tell you what was my main motivator whenever I was a young, you know, paramedic working in the field, especially when I came to Newton. And, you know, early on at Newton had great, some great people there. You know, I don't know what it's like now. I can't comment on what it's like now. It's pro- probably great. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm I sure know. they have some great people you know, there. Um, we have a student over there, Brent yeah, a lot uh, DeMarc. Of, yeah, I know a lot there. of our students yeah. are there. But I have no idea what the culture is like anymore. But sure. I, uh, but yeah, just yeah, yeah. talking way back when, you know, Charles was there, Stan was a captain, Charles Phillips was a captain, and Rob Andrews was a captain. Uh, Rob and Donald, who's on our chat right now, worked on that um, shift with Rob. 
And I looked up to a lot of folks there. I looked up to Charles. I looked up to Rob. I looked up to Donald, um, Pat Miller, and stuff like that. And I think my biggest motivator to do good was I didn't want to let them down. Sure, yeah. You know, yeah. I wanted to do a good job because they took a lot of time to help me, get me accustomed to what it was like here in Georgia. Because coming from Alabama, Georgia was totally different. And they put a lot of time and effort to help me adjust and bring me into the organization to to show me the way. And I didn't want to let them down. Yeah. I wanted to do a good job because I felt like the work that I was doing was a reflection of them, and I didn't want them to look bad. Yeah, you know, I, I get some of that um, while I was coming through there. I mean, I get more of that now than I did when I was in the field. Of Even with partners, uh, I I – Covering for somebody is not helping somebody right. at all. And that was something I had to learn. Uh, but there are definitely times when, as long as you're, and this is something I learned later in life, but long, as long as you're honest here, you know, and I'm telling you, you know, you're screwing up, and I'm only going to give you a little bit of time, but you, I'm trying to buy you some time to fix that crap in your life. Right. To come Because sometimes, you know, in, the one I'm particularly thinking of is in divorce, and divorce is a tough thing to go through. Right. It's like, you know, so on the outside, I'm going to help, but I'm not going to tolerate unethical behavior. I'm not going to tolerate illegal behavior. You know, but I'm going to help you as much as I can. Um, that's it's all about communication. You have to always be open, and honest, and that's 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 where I'm getting more to because mm-hmm. I have found that as long as I'm and I just have to embrace my inner asshole because I'm just I'm like I feel like and there's nothing here. It's literally everything outside of this school. Uh-huh. I, I feel like I can tell you that um, I can't come up with an example because I don't have one. But it's like I think you're going in the wrong direction. I think you've been telling me this is what you want to do. That's that's not going to get you there. It's not gonna, oh, oh, here's one. You you sent me a, a link about Restream.io. Yeah. And I could have an honest talk with you about it. Of there's just two different options. Neither one of them are right or wrong. There's two different options. But I'll tell you because I don't care because it's about where you want to go. But here's my educated opinion on that. Uh, but when it's personal, it's a lot harder. It's like, okay, uh, I have to do – or even with my wife, it's, it's hard to be bluntly honest with her sometimes because, like, no, I love you. I don't want you to hurt – I don't want to hurt your feelings. Uh, and same with her. She doesn't want to hurt my – you know. And so we let things build up. But that's in all partnerships, and you can't do that. You have to say, hey, you know that, that uh, third rider who keeps unofficially coming around and third riding all the time, who looks at you like a father figure, but you're going through a divorce, that's probably a really horrible yeah. idea to let that happen. We need to say no to well, that more. Well, that's the thing. People have to understand what real love, you know, whenever you talk about, let, let's just talk about love, what love is, okay? Love is not saying, um, yeah, you know, you need to hang out with that person, even though you know it's wrong. You sure. know it's wrong. Real love for a person, either love is romantically or love, you know, and I'm talking about general love, like love for like human, human connection. Human connection. Yeah, like, uh-huh. like, I love every one of my employees. I do. And I think y'all know I go out of my way to try to help everybody the best I can. Yeah. But it, I would be doing a disservice to somebody. If I noticed that there were two married couples here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who were married, you know, they weren't married to each other, but they were married. And if they were having, doing extracurricular stuff here or around, if I truly care for them, 
I'm going to say something. Like, you know what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. You know, you're going, this is the, the road you're going down. And that's the hard thing. Love is doing the hard thing, you know, like telling your kid, no, yeah. getting a degree in gender studies isn't going, isn't a good idea. Love doesn't say, oh, follow your heart, follow your dreams. And then whenever they're 50 years old, they're in a homeless shelter because they can't find a job or they're flipping burgers. Nope. Love is, you know, look, you need to do what's right. Yeah. You know, you need to do something that's going to support yourself. That's what love is. Love is difficult and it's hard and having and you can have love for your job. Well, if you really love your job, you're going to make, do what's what's right. You're going to do yeah, the hard yeah, thing. Yeah. You're going to have those conversations. You're not going to blow up and have people leaving and quitting and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, you're you're going to to do what you're supposed to do and those are what people forget you know what it's like you know loving somebody isn't telling them oh yeah you're doing a great job when they're out there killing people or they're messing up no love is like look dude we really need to review your acls because that last code was crap and you know what i'm willing to help you with it let's do it together that's i'd love your work that's where it comes into and that's where you become a leader and that's when people start looking at you and wanting to help you. That's one thing I say about Rob Andrews is that, you know what, you could have been a real screw-up or whatever, but you know what, Rob sit down with you and go to protocols. Yeah. He would teach you. He would help you. Yeah. You know? Well, he's the reason I know about Zopinex. I, I ran a call as a medic, and I was on his shift, and I came back from – and I took it personal at first because, let's be real, I took everything personal then for sure. Uh, not that I take le- that much less. I just know how to gauge it better. Yeah, it's swollen um, toes. Yeah. <laughs> they hurt when you step on them. Everything. Young medics have I mean, that. Life is life. Well, life is life is personal. I mean, it really is. What we yeah. do, especially what we do in this field, we are going into people's homes, into their most vulnerable parts of their lives, and hopefully helping them make it better. Uh, but I gave albuterol, I think, to a kid or something, and I, I followed my standard protocols as I knew them, and. He once we got done with calling, and he just as Rob Andrews does, he didn't he didn't him and haw about it. He goes, "Why'd you give albuterol instead of Zopinex?" And, like, and he didn't do it in a challenging way. But I was like, "Because that's the protocol. That's albuterol." He's like, "All right, you know, hey, everybody, come everybody, come sit down for a second. And, he, and, he, and very quickly, he's very entertaining. He's very energetic. Right. And very quickly, he drew out the. St- I, I I hate how smart he is because I'm like, okay, I don't need that much smart. We drew out like the <laughs> chemical chain yep. of albuterol and then showed how Zopinex cut off the thing. And so you lose the stimulant. And by the time it was done, not only was it not personal in my mind, I was like, I really learned something. Yep. And now I understand the difference in why we're going to maybe use Zopinex instead, blah, blah, blah. Albuterol. You yep. know, um, so that, that was, that was a really, really helpful thing and, and good thing. And I can look back at people who just looked the other way. And it's like, well, you know, it's just, that's who they are, and that's that's how old school they are. Um, I mean, there's definitely a time for a brick wall, right? There's definitely a time for, no, this is what I want. And that's the hardest thing to deal with, I think, in the field and in life is going, you got to be true to the vision. And right. one of the things I, I had in my arsenal as a medic was, honestly, I didn't even care about the bosses. Like, I'm here to run my calls, and I'm going to do that the best to my ability, but how I think I should do it. And I'm open. I'm, now that's not a bullheaded lockdown. I didn't listen to anybody. I'm open to learning new things, obviously. But like, uh, <laughs> we had we had we had come up one day. 
and say something about sitting around. And as I'm going out the door, I was like, yeah, I bet you sit around at 6 o'clock at night when I'm running calls, aren't you? I wasn't afraid to mouth off to him right. because fire me, I'll go get another job. And that, mm-hmm. that's, that is the thing I'm starting to realize as a leader in other projects is, is the person you work with, even if they're the greatest person in the world, are they doing what you need them to do? And are they catching your vision? And, and, and there's certain levels of that. Like I was trying to say earlier, like I may be here and somebody may be here, but are they getting the job done? You know, it's about getting the job yeah. done and holding, you know, the measuring stick, which you measure people, you shouldn't use your personal me- measuring stick. Right. What is right. it that needs to be done? How does it need to be done? Is it okay that it, is it okay that I know I can do things in a day, but it may take somebody else a couple of days to do it. Is that okay? Yeah. Well, probably you got to look at their skill set. You know, there's a yeah. difference like and I'm talking tech wise. I have a you know I have an undergrad and a master's in tech. Somebody may not have that experience, and yeah, so yeah, it yeah. takes them longer to do it. Well, guess what? Their pay reflects that. That's why mm-hmm. somebody with a master's degree who's been doing it, who can do it in a few hours, guess what? They get paid more per hour. Yeah. Right. Somebody who doesn't have it, they get paid less per hour because it takes them more hours to do the same work. So you have to keep that in mind. Like, what is the expectation here? You know, roll it back some so that, you know, you're not overly chop your nose off despite your face. You know, if you go in and you let people go, you run people off, you make people mad at you and stuff. Yeah. Where are you at in the end? Yeah. You know, now you're the asshole. Now you're the, you know, don't. Don't let those emotions get you. No, well, no. I, I will say because because I, I defaulted into that sometimes of not rock the boat, which is not synonymous with, you know, cut your nose off to spite your face. But I kind of made it that way in my mind at the time of as an EMT or an advanced EMT, you know, as an underling-ish person, um, you know, when you know something's wrong, I will get into that mindset of it's just wrong, it's just wrong, then I'll start looking for a new job. Instead of going to another emt a co-worker you know saying hey this is what's going on and let, getting advice right. <clears throat> or going to another medic who maybe can go medic to medic and, and talk to him uh i mean again that my story about ronaldo was i thought he hated me until i went to my medic supervisor and said i never want to work with him again mm-hmm. and kind of threw a temper tantrum because i'd let it build too long and she's like why all he ever does is brag on you and, and say how you're gonna be a great medic and, and i'm like and it blew my mind because i never asked him why he was hard on me and if I had, I'd know Ronaldo enough to go, to go, because I think what you do is good and it's worth being better, you know. But I, I, it's those kind of things, um, and I want to make sure people don't get stuck in that mindset of, well, it's the medic. Now, be prepared. You go, you know, you go around me to Tom Campaign and say, you know, Charlie Falls doing da 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 da. Tom, we might be golfing buddies or drinking buddies or whatever. Tom might go, you know what? I don't like your attitude. Get out. Okay. But you'll still get another job somewhere because you did the right thing. You held mm-hmm. on, hold on to your values, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yep. There. And then, you know, about standards. That was interesting. I just had a talk with Jerome Moore today. He was asking me about his nephew and asked me about something else. Like, you know, and my answer was, you know what? I haven't heard his name, so I guess he's doing great. And he laughed. He's like, is that your standards? Like, well, honestly, in a lot of life, it is. It's like when I'm do- when I was doing finances here, I would do. I would literally go into the orientation and say. I deal with hundreds of people every day. 
the only way I'm going to remember your name is if you're doing wrong. So please don't be offended when you go, you know my name because you've seen me a bunch and I'm one person. Right. And I say, hey, dude, or hey, whatever. Uh, because more than likely if I know your name is because you've been messing up with the money. And that's kind of my standard of, of I know your name if you're really, really great. And I know your name if you're really, really bad. But I just came back from Dragon Con and I ran the track. And there was a, at least two off the top of my head of people that I really lean on hard. And they're great. I mean, like, I depend on them to do a great job, and they do a great job. And I barely saw them through the whole con. Right. And because I know they can do a great job. And that I know their names. Don't get me wrong. I know who they are. But it's, it's that middle ground of um, I'm not there in your room to make sure you're doing gr- hard, you know, make sure everything goes right. And I didn't have time to get on the other side to see you doing great. But I know you'll do well. Um, and that's uh, – you know, talking about your standard, I I will sit at my tech table. I can run all. I, there I go again, getting violent with the camera. Bull in the shop. I say it all the time. <laughs> I can run all the tech at the table by myself, and, and usually my my volunteers know if I'm sitting there, just leave me alone because I right. like that. It's a break from everything else. Let me play. And it could take two or even three people to handle that. You mm-hmm. know, in my set, but I don't expect them to handle it. But I need you to do the job that I asked you to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, when I was working on my Ph.D. in leadership, you know, I learned a lot. I wish I had that knowledge years ago. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm a, I'm different from what you yeah. knew. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I apply a lot of what I learned. But one of my focuses on a lot of my papers and the thesis that I was going towards writing on, because I, I did everything for the Ph.D. up to the dissertation. That's the only thing I did not complete was the dissertation. And some days I wished I would had, but, you know, sure. $35,000 for a piece of parchment that's not really going to help me anymore, uh, it's fine. I don't I don't. You got that. the knowledge without the letters. Right. Yeah. So, but what, I w- what I'd learned and what I, the direction I was going towards in doing my dissertation was, and I firmly believe that this is true, and I base a lot of the way I operate now on this, is that, there are specific roles in every organization. And these roles aren't always held by titles, official titles. Okay. You're, you're going to have the slacker. You're going to have the overachiever. You're going to have a group of people who, and it doesn't have to be just one person. You know, there are going to be multiple ty- people with the same title, right? Organizations. You, like, let's say fire department, you have a lot of people who are just firefighters. You have lo- a lot of people who are lieutenants, you know, so in captains and chiefs. So these titles, there are going to be multiples of these titles, but in these groups, you can have like the, the goof off or the, you know, the class clown. You have the really serious person who doesn't want to play. You've got the, the workers, the people who are going to be really worker, worker mm-hmm. bees that are there and you you got some that will do the minimum to get by who yeah who are just there they're there to get their paycheck but they don't do a bad job but they don't yeah. do a great job but they're they're there which is going to be a lot of people but then you got people who don't want to be there who who are there and they just cause trouble they're they stir the pot and they're there so how do you, being a manager and a leader, you have to deal with these people. Now, the theory that I had is that these people can be identified, and usually we unofficially identify these individuals. 
and then we start targeting the ones we want to get rid of. Yeah. The, the lower achievers, you know? But the thing is, whenever you get rid of that person, somebody yeah, takes their spot. Them. Yep. It's, it's, so you can get rid of them, but somebody else is going. Now, my thing is, is like, it's best to know your people. Because you know that person. If you know that person's an underachiever, then you learn how to manage that underachiever. Yeah. Because you know that person. when you get, But when you get rid of that person and you replace them, what do you know about the replacement? Well, hopefully nothing. a lot, but not always. A lot of times you get Whenever nothing, Whenever they walk right. in the door, all you yeah. know is what they put on a resume. a resume. And the last time I looked, nobody goes to a goes to um interview. <laughs> Can't even reach a cup. Oh, I did though. Yeah, <laughs> and I still um, got the job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what time what times what times uh work start? Yeah, it's not going to work for me. Well, you know, I nine o'clock's all right, but you know what? More likely, I'll be here about nine fifteen, nine twenty. You know, I I don't like the early mornings too much. It interferes with my drinking. You know, I like drinking late. <laughs> you know, sometimes I get up just a little. Up, you know, yeah. when I get come in the morning, I gotta have my coffee, and I I may get here at nine twenty, but I ain't really gonna start doing any work till about eleven o'clock. But I expect to get paid from 9 o'clock. So uh, at 9 o'clock, I expect my pay to start at 9 o'clock. I, I need some time to get warmed up. So by about 11 o'clock, I might do something. Then I'm going to go take lunch about 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And then I'm i got to go take shit. And that <laughs> might take me a little bit. I plan on getting paid, too. So I, I ain't going to take, take my dump uh. on my lunch break. That's after my lunch. So about one thirty, I start. I might start. Working. I, I feel targeted right now. <laughs> but then I got to take my smoke break around two thirty. So about three o'clock, I'll come back, and I may get something done between three thirty and five o'clock. But since if you leave early, I might leave right behind you. So, but that's how my work day is going to work. You know. So nobody. My point is, nobody comes to an interview telling you that <laughs> you know when they come to an interview they're like yes sir no sir yeah uh yes sir you know what you want if the day starts at nine o'clock i'll be here at eight fifty every day ready to work and you know what hey if, if it's okay with you i want it you know i'll work during my lunch break i'll get get it done you know and i have no problems working late or weekends or whatever yeah, I'm here for you. That's how the interviews go. And then whenever you get them in, and the next thing you know, and for a week or two it may go that way, but then what happens? They settle yeah, into they who, they who they really are. are. Yep. And that's that's what I'm saying. It's not always a good idea to let people go as a leader. It's take what you got, work with them, try to figure them out. Figure out what – even the worst of your employee – there's a motivator there. There's something there. Now, if it gets to the point, sometimes you do have to let people go or help them, but help them transition. You know, don't just, you know, if you can, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can't do that with people. Yeah. But it, it's not a good idea to just 
get rid of somebody and think you're going to replace it and it's going to make your whole organization or your whole yeah. day better. I, I have, I have, in this principle, and that's probably worked. a whole class, a whole, yeah, whole thing. Uh, that actually should be one that we do, and we should have Rob Andrew, Andrews on uh, at some point. We need to bring him in to come sit with us and not just talk old times, but to really get into those why he loves educating and the passion of knowledge and all that. But uh, I have worked on the past of, of if I keep true to my vision of where I'm going, where I know to be true. The right people will show up, and the wrong people will go away. But sometimes it's not exactly how that works. Right. Uh, but are they yeah. the wrong people? And you need to. Really and that's make the sure question. Yeah. Are yeah. they just in the wrong situation? Yeah. You know, someone's like that person that may be the crapster or whatever. Maybe you have them in the doing the wrong job. I love this uh, by by Nicole. I do this every time I clear it. Nicole says uh, everybody wants to be a gangster till it's time to do gangster stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and you're, you're talking about those personality types uh, at Center Job. And I can see myself in all of those. It depends on the time of day or the what's going on in life. Or, yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm very much an over, underachiever. Other times I'm an overachiever. Sometimes I like to goof it's off. And sometimes balancing. I'm like, stop playing. Let's get this stuff done, you know. It's um, all about balance. Yeah. Balancing things out, you know. Yeah. So it, it's it's take care of yourself first. Again, you go back to that uh, – I'm I'm liked and loved over here with my friends or whatever, um, and you always move to what you want. You always I, for the longest time I built my life around. I never want to be the guy that people go, oh, that, that you can't deal with that guy or he just is what he is and make excuses. Uh, and, but now I've tried to be more of I want to be who I am, true you know, true to my core. Stop apologizing for who I am. Do what I know is right by my instincts. And those who don't get it, don't get it. And those who do, it works great. Right. And that's that's been a harder transition for me. Um, and, and when I was on the truck, I was the thing I didn't want to be. I know I was a guy that people were like, man, he's, sometimes, he's so hard to take sometimes. And he's just loud. And, and you got to do it his way or the highway. But, you know, he's great medicine. And you work under him for six months, you're going to be tough as crap. And you're going to be ready for it. I was getting exactly what I didn't want. I mean, I'm proud of some of what I did. And I look back, it's like, well, that was a tool versus who I am. Right. You know, now I'm trying to move more into that. And I've learned a lot from you. You know, you'll look at you'll sit in our meetings, and we love to have fun. And you call us family, and you do all this stuff. And then you'll sit in the meeting and go, this is what I want. If you guys don't like it, suck it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and those are few and far between moments. But that's a um, – it, it's a hard thing dealing with personalities. And right. I, I, I'm just envisioning – you know, I know Brent DeMarc is just posted after five years of process, right? Uh, he started EMT school five years ago, and just the other day he started his paramedic third yeah. rights, you know. And pretty soon, in the next year, he's going to be that medic on the street, and yep. he's learning all over again because it's, it's a one ball game when you're an EMT. It's a whole other ball game when you're advanced with a couple of years, but now you're a new medic. Um, and that kind of brought into my – he's a fun guy to work with, but he's definitely that guy uh, that once he – get some experience under his his feet it's he's a certain personality type right you know and and it's Which fine he'll it's fit in yeah he'll find his place everybody everybody does it might yep. not be here and i mean not just a universal here you know it might not be here but it'll be somewhere and that's yeah. a good and a bad thing you know it's you'll find your place and when you do it clicks and and that's that's the last thing we'll talk about here because we got i got a student meeting at four thirty, uh but we've got a. uh you know, I'm sure you've had to deal with people who are good people either at the school or on the ambulance and go, 
it's just this isn't right for you. And at first, of course, they always take it personal. Oh, my God, it's so hard. And right. Crying. Uh, my, one of my best friends, Hugh, I just took him to the airport yesterday. He comes in every year for Dragon Con. And he comes in tw- uh, three or four times a year to see me. We used to do a show together. And I had this vision, and his was the opposite of mine. Mm-hmm. And I didn't listen to him because he told me that all the way. And finally, we had a talk off air. We were going to part ways. For some reason, something didn't click. He showed up for the show. And it's, I'm notor- I mean, it's, a, a sh- it's something I learned from. So using an example, like, now I fired him on the air. We had an hour-long fight on the air. And then three days later, I showed up on a show that we had been doing together. That was his show, and I was his co-host on that show. And he's like, wait, oh, you're, you're here? I'm like, yeah, that wasn't personal. That was business, and you just didn't hear what I was doing. But that was business. Unless you don't want me on your show, I'm here for you. And he had thought the friendship was over, everything was over. And when I showed up on the show three days later, he said, oh, okay, I get it now. And we've been best friends ever since. And and I've been the same way of, oh, you're a horrible, evil person, and I'm taking it personally. But then I realized, no, I just didn't fit. Mm-hmm. And now I can see that as a better position. And being in that position and putting somebody in that position is, is just difficult. All the way yeah. So um, what do you want to talk about, uh, promote, before we get out of here, besides the AJC article? Well, you know, we've got we've got some – Advanced EMT class and an EMT class orientation coming up at the end of this month. Yes. Um, so what are those dates? Uh, I don't have them off the top of my head. I'm tired. <laughs> you know, I can look them up real quick. We can go, hey, That's, what if you we went to georgiaemt.com? Yeah, the internet. Newfangled stuff. I don't yeah. want to go internet. Uh, the EMT one is September 26th. And there's still time to sign up and do awesome stuff there. And the advanced one is just right over the edge in October. It's October 2nd. Awesome. And, uh, we, so you can is that orientation October 2nd? Yeah. Is it? Okay. For cool. the yes. It's orientation on September 26th for the EMT and orientation for advanced on October 2nd. So, yeah, uh, you can definitely jump in, which just reminded me. Now I have to move a meeting I, I planned for. October 2nd, because I forgot to put the <laughs> orientation oh, on my no. thing. No, I say it's fine. This comes first, you know. Uh, yeah, Donald. Donald hey, Charles is Donald, really bad with dates. Don, I, you know, I, now I'm going to mean. I'm sure I worked <laughs> with Donald. I don't remember him. He's little people. I stepped on him <laughs> on the way. <laughs> it's like you have some time or sometimes you remember, you sometimes know, you don't. I remember the important you know, energy things. It's like I know, I know exactly how to make things happen, and I bring up the, sh- you know, I do shows, and, and it's all about the story of life and the experience with me. I know, I know my first date with my wife. I know when we got married. I know her birthday. I can kind of remember my kids' birthdays. But I got a lot of them. So there's a lot to remember <laughs> there. Uh, uh, you know, but yeah, there, there's definitely, there's definitely things that is in there. But the more I've done in life, and that's something we were talking about today. Is I just literally, I just got back from Dragon Con. It's going to take a month before I get back to my normal, which is still not always remembering things you know, with names and dates and whatnot. Uh, but it's worse right now. But it's like, man, it's so nice if all I had to do for the next week and a half was just play video games or do talk shows like this and be done. You know, I recuperate a lot faster, but it's not how life works. And it's how we go. So, yeah, definitely come check out our orientations coming up uh, Saturday. I do remember what Saturday is. Saturday National knows. Registry. And our next one is December... 
It's not the sixth because that's what originally I thought it was like twelfth. I think. I think it's the twelfth. Yeah. Something like that. go to nremt.org, look for uh, AMT Cycle Motor, and you'll find that. I'm under. I am underachieving today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you can't overachieve when you're in a room with Tom Campaign. You know, there's just no outdoing him. Whatever. That's I, a sad state. You went at to least Disney. we're not Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Way to work in football. All right, everybody. <laughs> we'll be back next week at 3 o'clock Eastern here on uh, EMS Underground at facebook.com forward slash Georgia Institute of EMS. So like it, share it with everybody. Uh, Thank uh, you, everybody, for participating today. Yeah, absolutely. And a few posts that both are quoted in the AJC and the article is linked. And it's nothing we haven't said here on the show. You know, right. it's just getting more widespread. Except for I'm an executive. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, we'll catch up with everybody next week. <laughs> yep, thank you.